Welcome to Connect to Joy. Your host, Carol DeShane, is an intuitive spiritual guide for practical matters and Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner. Her quest is to help you realize new possibilities, discover and release what holds you back, and enable you to manifest an inspired life filled with joy. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here's your host, Carol DeShane. Welcome, beautiful spirits. As you can probably tell from the last few episodes, I've been working on myself, and I've shared a lot of this with you. I talked about aging gracefully when I hit a big birthday number that can freak some people out, and then I went on to do shows on tools to stop overwhelm, loving yourself, raising your vibration, steps to manifest like a pro, and finally, when you realize that manifestations are not coming to fruition, how to give yourself permission to move through some of the difficulties. And finally, this week, we're going to look at the difficulties we face and how to transform, transmute, and transcend into a better place. It's funny, because whether I think I'm facing a difficulty or not when I record the show, by the time it comes out, sure shooting as my dad, the Western lover, would say, I'm facing something exactly like I talk about in the show. I've yet to know whether I come up with the help I need before it happens because I'm psychic and connected to the universe, or if it's just the law of attraction out there helping me to prove to myself that the tools, tips, or tricks I give you in the show actually work. I guess it doesn't really matter either way, except if it is a law of attraction. I think I'll just talk about happiness and joy from now on, okay, if you don't mind. (laughs) Today, first we'll look at the definition of the words, as I usually do, transform, transmute, and transcend, so we're on the same page. Then we'll take a look at your life and talk about some difficulties that you might be coming up on or that you're facing currently, how you're handling those, and is it working for you? And then next we'll talk about how we can make shifts and transform some of those difficulties, including six steps to use to transform how you interact with a person or a situation. And then I'll talk about how you and the situations in your life may transmute to a completely different form because of the steps you take. And lastly, I'll go over how to transcend above any issues and problems you may have. Let's start with the definitions of the three words we're talking about today. First, there's transform. It's actually a synonym in many dictionaries to transmute. Transforming is about shifting and making changes, but not changing yourself completely. I'll be looking at how people, including yourself and situations, can change when you give them your attention and awareness. This is just looking at shifting what's happening to a certain extent, not 100%. Transmute, Merriam-Webster says that to transmute means to change in composition or structure, to change the outward form or appearance of, or to change in character or condition. You know, to transmute something is to completely change the organism rather than just a few changes. So in a movie, when you see a person change to a dragon, if I don't think I've seen that, but if you have seen that, that's transmutation and not so much transformation unless they retain some characteristics of the original form. So if they have nothing like Jekyll and Hyde, they don't really react anymore like the original and they don't really have those characteristics, then it would be a transmutation. And finally, transcend, again, going to the Merriam-Webster dictionaries online, it says that to transcend to rise above or go beyond the limits of, to triumph over the negative or restrictive aspects of, to overcome. 
and it also refers to going beyond and above the universe or material existence. So today, I'll be using those words, but my meaning will be a slightly different. So let me go over those for you. So when I talk about transform, it's to shift or change a situation that may not be working for you in some way. Transmute is to completely and absolutely change the situation or yourself. Transcend is to rise above the situation or people you're dealing with, and sometimes even to rise above yourself and from where you're at, whatever level that is now, and how you've been dealing with things. So now that we have that clear, hopefully, let's move on to what sort of difficulties that you're facing in your life. So think about that. If you listened last week, we went through each area of your life and kind of tore it apart, seeing where you had areas that weren't working. And if you listened, you already have a leg up on everyone else. But let's take a quick review of some of the areas and where things may not be what you want it to be. I'm not going to repeat myself word for word. I'm going to look at it from a slightly different slant. So even if you heard it last week, it may bring up some other information for you. So let's start again with the career. Are there any difficulties with your job or your career? Is it a small difficulty, something small problem you're looking at, or something really large where you're just wondering if you even should stay where you're at? Maybe it's about a specific person or the commute, maybe the salary kind of stinks in your imagination or isn't what you want at least. Or maybe even the job itself is a problem. It's just not working for you. Are you even in the right field? Maybe you're not in the right field. Maybe it would be better to go from medical to legal or from one thing to another, totally different. Or maybe it's just not the right job for you. What are the difficulties or problems you think you have with your job or career? Now be as clear cut as you can on what it is that kind of drives you batty. What is it? Next, let's look at your significant other. Now, is it difficulty that you just don't have one? Or is it more than that? Now, if you do have a significant other or a spouse or the love of your life, hopefully, how happy are you? Some disagreements are normal, but do you fight with raised voices a little or maybe a lot? Lack communication? I mean, what is going on? If you aren't happy, as I asked last week, why aren't you happy? What would it take to make you happy? Other people in your life we can look at which is like everybody else, which would be people like friends, acquaintances, neighbors, coworkers, bosses, and and even family. Some of those people, they push our buttons and they drive us totally bonkers. Now, usually we have easy people to be around, but sometimes there are those that are a little harder to be around and hopefully a very few that are totally challenging. And if you could, you'd put them on the next bus, train, or airplane out of your life, if you could. Who in your life falls into these categories? And which ones are the difficult ones to deal with? Just to be clear, I'm just looking at the difficulties. And of course, there's some wonderful things and maybe you don't have hardly any issues, but there's just a few things that stick out for you. So we're just looking at these so that you can get an example of what you would want to move and change. So let's look about finances. What about that? It includes money and investments your home if you own it, or your car. And like I said last week, everyone has a different comfort zone when it comes to how much money and stuff that they need. Now, where's your comfort zone? How much do you need in order to feel okay and not worry about it? And how are you doing with that? Where is the squeaky wheel? Is it not having enough income for your lifestyle and that's a problem? 
Maybe a specific debt you can't pay off that's bugging you and you want to get rid of it. Maybe it's someone else, like a spouse or a child or even a parent who's in assisted living. They're draining your finances for whatever reason, and you don't blame them. You just are having a problem. Maybe it's just your finances in general. Now, how do you feel about these difficulties and what precisely bothers you about your finances? Figure out which section of it that it is, if there's a little piece of it, or if maybe this is a great area for you and you don't worry about it. What about health and fitness? How healthy are you? Is there a condition or a disease that makes staying and being healthy and fit difficult? Or maybe your habits are just so bad you can't seem to start and maintain healthier choices, whether it's eating or sleeping or exercising or whatever that may be. And what do you consider the problem in the health and fitness category? Or maybe you don't have any in this category either and you're just fine. Let's go over a couple more. How about the spiritual life? Do you have problems connecting to source? Sometimes we aren't in the mood because we have other problems and it's hard to rise above our issues and get a clear connection. It's kind of normal. At least I think so. Sometimes it's much easier. But if you feel disconnected on a regular basis or maybe totally, then you might consider it a difficulty in your life. Like all of this and what I'm talking about, there's no judgment. It's just what you want and what brings you joy and what isn't doing that. The last section I want to look at is vacation, relaxation, recreation, that kind of stuff. Do you have problems with time management so you don't have any time for relaxing or vacation? Maybe there's just too many things to be done and too many demands on your time. Or maybe your difficulty lies in the fact you have no one to go on vacation with. Or perhaps what's holding you back is a lack of money to do these things. What's your issue in this area? Now, let's move on from there and take a few moments to look at how you handle these difficulties that you're becoming more aware of, or maybe you really know what they are. But now that we've gone through your life, maybe you've found a couple more that are kind of annoying or problems you look at, issues you're looking at going, hmm, it'd be nice to fix that. Now, if it's a situation, do you meet that difficulty head on and try to deal with it as you can? Or maybe you take a little time to adjust to whatever the situation is and then Try to deal with it from that point of view after you've given yourself some breathing and thinking room. Or maybe you ignore the problem and hope it goes away. I know my mom did that when my dad got his Alzheimer's diagnosis. She wouldn't even talk about it to the rest of the family and we kind of lost out on a lot of time we could have had with him. But sometimes we just don't want to face what appears to be the facts of a situation. It's too hard. So we might ignore the problem. And perhaps you don't ignore the problem, but you complain to everyone about what's happening without really taking care of anything. You may not even realize you're doing that. And maybe even blaming others for a situation. And maybe you ask everyone else's opinion on how to handle the situation, hoping they'll have a really great idea that maybe you didn't think of. Do any of those sound like your go-to on situations? Now let's look at a person. Do you try to work things out with them or talk it out? If there's a problem or an issue, or maybe you close down. Maybe you ignore that problem, but try to keep the connection with the person. Or maybe you ignore the person and try to run into them less often. Maybe you even get snappy with someone or rude, have less kindness to them over their problems than you would with someone else's. Or maybe even talk behind their back about how annoying they are. You might not be able to work well with a coworker or dislike your boss for some reason, which makes dealing with them difficult. You might end up with a feud with your neighbors or never speaking to them. It's so important how we deal with people. 
Whatever your go-to way of handling difficulties and problems are, do they work for you? That's the big question. Can you smooth out whatever worries you have with the tools you currently have? Let's talk about transforming some of these difficulties. Maybe that will help if you need a little more help. And we all can use better tools than maybe what we're using, or at least different tools. So let's see if this transformational work will help you. First off, do you really need to transform something? How bad are the situations and how much do they really impact you? Can you just let some of that worry go and the situation really won't bother you much or really impact your life? With people, it's the same thing. How big is your issue with the friend, neighbor, coworker, or your boss? How important is that person to your life? How often do you have to see them? Now, if you bring something up to someone, could it be a bad thing? Maybe you feel you might get fired if you tell your boss the problems you have with them and what a pain in the butt they are. Maybe that's not such a good thing for you. Figure out if the friend is important enough that you want to even bring the subject up. If you barely know them and every time you're around them, you grit your teeth, maybe you just write them out of your life. But if you have to be around them like that coworker or a family member, should you take that time to figure out what it is about that person that drives you crazy? that frustrates you or makes you want to whack the person upside the back of the head? Let's look at six kind of quick steps and you don't need to do all of them, but these can help transform your experience with a person or a situation. So first, who or what is bothering you? Put a name on them, label them. This is great aunt Clara. This person is annoying as heck. But then step back and hone in. And what I mean by that is step back from that situation or person and hone into you What do you feel about what's happening? And then you want to make sure not only that you're honing into you, but what is it precisely that bothers you? A situation is just a situation, and people are just people. Some we consider problems or have issues with, and others we embrace. So look at what exactly it is that sets your back up about this person or this situation. And then once you can see what it is, Then look at your why. Why does it push your buttons and make you grit your teeth? What does it set off in you? Is it a reminder from the past? Maybe a former flame or boyfriend, lover, girlfriend acted a certain way and when your spouse does it or someone you're currently dating, you react remembering that ultimate hurt from that former lover, thinking maybe that they're going to do the same thing to you. Or maybe it's a fear related to you not being good enough in a certain arena. Like if you're passed over for a promotion and it kind of proves to you that maybe you're not smart enough or you're not educated enough to have that promotion or get that job. The why is so important. If someone else asks you that, you might get defensive. Why are you acting like this? And if you ask yourself that, you might do the same thing. You might come up with excuses and blaming of other people and situations. But when you can get beyond that, That's when you come up with the reason why something is bothering you. And anytime you have a problem or difficulty, if you can call it down to the precise thing that's bothering you and why it's bothering you, you're on your way to shifting and transforming that difficulty, or at least the way you react to it. But you have to look at the issue closely. And this is actually true whether it's a person or a situation that presents itself as a problem or an annoyance to you. And like I said, Get down to the precise thing that person says or does that bothers you. You only have to analyze this in your head. And once you have, the the decision is whether you can release it, 
release the issue just from your realization of why something is bothering you, or if you actually need to say something to the other person involved or take action in a situation as a kind of a direct result of what you came up with. You might find whatever annoyed you with the other person no longer does if you have a realization of why they annoyed you, and it has absolutely nothing to do with them. As they say, it's me, not you. Well, that means you've shifted yourself and transformed the way you interact with a person or a situation by just adjusting your thinking about it. So you can transform a situation by just shifting a little bit inside of yourself. And if you do decide, this is the sixth uh, step, if you do need to say something, if you're talking to your spouse or a friend, you might use the wording that's kind of most coaches and therapists talk about. They say, for example, when you do blank or say blank, whichever one it is, I feel blank. So let me give you an example because I think most people have heard of this. When you don't let me know you'll be really late, I get worried that something might have happened to you or or whatever, or the dinner will go bad if you're the one cooking that day. Whatever it is. So whatever they do makes you feel a certain way. So you don't want to say you're horrible, you're awful, and judge them when you say it. You're just saying, you know, when you do this thing, I feel this way about it. And some people will go, oh, too bad. That's just who I am. And other people will go, really? Oh, I didn't realize that. Especially if you say something like, when you tell me I look bad in this dress or I might want to change what I'm wearing, I feel ugly and unwanted. And it reminds me of how my father would criticize me. And now this is nothing having to do with me personally, but I'm just saying if you give them a little bit of extra, they'll go, oh. And if they truly care about you, they'll take that moment and realize that they really didn't need to say some of the things or do some of the things they did. And maybe that'll give them a second thought the next time that they might say the same sort of thing. And they might go, oh, oh no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put it that way. Let me rethink and reword what I was going to say. Whatever you need to say to somebody, you want them to hear you without getting self-defensive on their words or their actions. And that's how you know that you've communicated your point of view well when they don't get self-defensive. And some people will pretty much always get self-defensive. So you just have to let them be who they are. But other people, they will get it and they will come through in a way that will feel good for you. The whole point is to shift actions, words, or thoughts enough to transform a situation. I know every once in a while assumptions get in the way of my relationship with a friend of mine. I assume because she doesn't do something or say something that she's being unfeeling or doesn't appreciate me when sometimes it's just that she doesn't even think of it and it's just being a little obtuse. Or maybe I'm expecting too much from her because... We've been friends a long time and I think she should read my mind, which isn't always <laughs> going to happen, obviously. We aren't all the same on a wavelength. And so more communication is usually what's needed in that sort of thing. But to transform a situation or the way you interact in a situation all starts with you, your mindset and your reactions to what's happening around you. You have that power. Now, when we talk about transmuting the relationship or the situation, we basically turn it upside down and make it into something different. For example, it's like having a first impression of someone that you hold on to, and really that first impression is nothing like that person and who they really are. You might act cold to them or criticize them openly to others when you really know absolutely nothing about who they truly are. You might transmute that situation by listening to what others have to say about them if you haven't, or ignoring what others say if it's all negative. And then taking that time 
putting your judgments on hold and really talking to that person that you're dealing with and, and getting to know them. If you become best friends or end up dating, you totally transmute that situation with that person. You would become like new in a way, just in the way you dealt with them and be a totally different person in the way you approach them and interact with them. Or perhaps you'll find out that everything that you thought the first time you had the first impression was correct. And then you just go, yep, that was right. And you just step back and you don't interact with them anymore. But at least giving them the benefit of the doubt is something that would transmute that situation. And the same thing with a situation that isn't necessarily people related. If you react in a negative way to a situation and consider it a problem, you may not see the opportunities that can come from it. You may have true blessings that come from a bad diagnosis or a, a job that you hate. And of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. But if we can be a little more open to those issues, we might see the good even in the middle of them. I know a friend of mine had a diagnosis of cancer and had the surgery to deal with it, but all while holding an absolutely great attitude about it. She didn't go into fear, which is understandably usually huge, the fear for something like that, but kept her positive attitude and and saw the blessings of the timing and the early stage that it was caught. If you can turn your normal reaction upside down or, or flip the script on what's happening so that the situation or you totally shift, you will transmute and change. And the last thing, of course, we want to talk about is transcending. This is where you become enlightened more than you are from the situation and your vibration raises. You may feel lighter, more peace or more love because you come to some sort of understanding of what's happening. Knowing why you're with someone who annoys you or or what exact button they're pushing might do it if you come to a realization. Meditating, talking it out with a friend to get down to the nitty gritty of what's happening or just thinking it through on your own can do it. I pulled angel cards and done some psychic work with clients that need to know why really badly. Why something was happening, why their job wasn't working, why they were fighting with their spouse or their kids were acting out. When I told them their why from what the card said or what I got as information and what the lesson was they were supposed to be learning together, I could see an immediate release so many times of that issue from that person. And they kind of raised up their vibration and peace flooded in because the understanding flooded in as well. Transcending above what's happening can be done by connecting to source, expanding your awareness of what is and allowing your best to come to you. And as you widen back from that issue or problem, you can see the circumstance or the person from a higher perspective. And then you can rise up above those emotions that they trigger in you and those limitations you might feel. When you transcend, you feel peace and even joy invade your being because those worries, problems, those issues, they fade into insignificance. And they become simple lessons to learn or maybe nothing at all to worry about. Today, we've covered a lot of ground on transforming, transmuting, and transcending issues and difficulties. We've gone over the definition of the words, transform, transmute, and transcend. We've looked at your life and some of the difficulties you may be having, how you're handling them now, and I asked how that was working for you. No judgment on my part, just thinking about it. How are they working the way you're handling things? We talked about how to make shifts and transform some of those difficulties, including six steps to use to transform how you interact with a person or situation. Let me go over those really quick right now so that 
you have those again. First look at who or what is bothering you. Step back and then hone in on your feelings. The third thing is figuring out what is it precisely that bothers you. When we look at those issues, what is it specifically that bothers you? And then look at the why. Step four, why does this thing push your buttons when maybe somebody else does it and it doesn't? Why is so important because that can help you make the realizations of what's going on. And the fifth one is deciding whether you need to talk to somebody or not. Maybe the realization is enough to shift you so that you don't even need to talk to that person. And then the sixth one is if you do need to say something, to go ahead and talk to friend, spouse, whoever it may be, but find a way to do it so that you don't get kind of their self-defensive hackles up and that you can do it in such a way that it works for you and you feel heard. After we talked about those six steps, then we covered how you and the situations in your life may transmute to a completely different form because of the steps you may take. And lastly, we talked about transcending and going beyond and raising your vibration from where you were before. You don't need to transform, transmute, and transcend. Even if you just do one of them, your interaction with another person or a situation could change. But even more importantly, the way you are can change. Whether you shift a little to transform a part of who you are or how you act or transmute the situation into something totally different or even transcend to a higher vibration so the person or situation no longer bothers you, they're all really good ways to deal with an issue, a worry or or a snag in the fabric of your life. And if you get to where you can transcend a situation, the transformation or transmutation of it, it's a foregone conclusion. The circumstances of a situation or the other person may now change, but you will change at depth, which lifts you above the problem and the difficulties, and you'll feel more peace about it. You might even wonder what all the fuss was about when you get right down to it. Thank you for joining me here today. If you'd like to know more about intuitive spiritual or life or business coaching with me or Marconic's multidimensional energy, please check out my website at www.connecttojoy.com. Let's connect the number two, joy, and follow me on Instagram at, you guessed it, the same thing, connect to joy. Until next week, be courageous and reach higher and just take one step at a time on your journey. Get the help you need and get out there and find your joy. Know that you can and you have the power to transform, transmute, and transcend any situation, any difficulty any anxiety that you like. You can, you have that power. Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself, because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.